Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This suspected drunk driver in Davie, Florida, provides a fine example of things you should never say to police officers, and one that is also uniquely Florida. 27-year-old Pedro Moss was in court Monday for a hearing in his case that began with his arrest back in January. Reports say he drove away from a bar at a high rate of speed after an argument with his girlfriend, and just down the road from the bar struck a pedestrian who unfortunately died from injuries sustained in the incident. Details surrounding the case were revealed during the court hearing. Namely, the police say his blood alcohol was three times the legal limit. And secondly, data collected from the computer in his BMW indicates he was traveling between 108 and 117 miles an hour when he struck the pedestrian as he was walking across a city street. Also, investigators told the judge that as they attempted to haul him out of the car and place him into custody, he told them, and I quote, Y'all chill, I'm just intoxicated. <laughs> That's pretty sad, Cliff. <laughs> never say that to police officers. Never, ever. <laughs> mm. Well, that's interesting. That just popped up on my screen. What's that? Have you ever heard of this before, Cliff? What? <laughs> A unicorn cake pop? Never heard of that. I'm going to have to investigate this. The unicorn cake pop... Okay. At Starbucks. Oh, okay. Well, now I'm intrigued, Cliff, if it's got unicorn in it. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've already talking about sampling the penguin. Now you want to sample a unicorn. I wouldn't mind chomping down on a little <laughs> unicorn from time to time. <laughs> well, I looked this thing up, Cliff, the unicorn cake pop. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> it's on a stick. It's it's cake on a stick. It looks kind of like a cat head with a little pink yeah. and blue in there, and then it's filled with confetti cake. Okay, eh, that's okay. It's on the yeah. menu. You there's, can get it. There's if you no want. yeah. There's no actual real unicorn in it. No. And you know why that is? <laughs> because I guess a unicorn endangered. is not a real thing. <laughs> so we've hunted them down so much that it's now. No, they never existed in the first place. Well, it doesn't look very tasty. I'll say that. <laughs> My guess is, if you ever go anywhere, and you find someone probably selling it off the back of their pickup truck, unicorn meat, you're probably eating a horse. Well, now you kind of ruined that for me, Cliff. <laughs> there is something here at Starbucks, though, that does look kind of um, kind of intriguing what's, to me. What's that? I've never had a frappuccino. Is that the way you say that? Frappuccino? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They have the um, angioplasty double diabetes frappuccino <laughs> there. You know, if you're going to eat unicorn, you might as well wash it down with something like that, wouldn't you think, Cliff? Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to have to eat horse, I want something sweet to wash it down with. I think that's, uh... We'd let's shatter one of the biggest farces in all of U.S. history. And it's not the first time, of course, that a historic event in this land being told and retold through generations has changed somewhat. But perhaps it's time to say, if you remember the Alamo, you're remembering it wrong. Having lived in the great state of Texas for seven years, I can tell you that there is no more revered place or story in history in Texas than that of the Alamo. When you tour the grounds in San Antonio, you're asked to remove your hats and speak in quiet tones, in reverence. 
the narrative of a few hardy souls fighting to their death for freedom during the siege by the Mexican army is one that still brings Texas to tears nearly 200 years later. But much of what they believe never happened. <laughs> Historians and college professors, some of whom live in Texas, who are experts on the subject, say there was never any line drawn in the sand. There's also no evidence that Davy Crockett went down fighting as portrayed by John Wayne in the 1960 movie. In fact, the Mexican accounts of the battle say Crockett surrendered and then was executed. Mexican accounts of the battle also indicate that the, Texas didn't, the Texans didn't fight down to the last man. About half ran out the back door of the Alamo and tried to get away. Grade school Texas history says even though everyone died, they still basically won because their sacrifice bought time for Sam Houston to raise a big enough army to eventually defeat the Mexican army and Santa Ana the following month over east of Houston, where, by the way, there's now a 567-foot-tall stone tower commemorating the battle. But the calendar shows the Mexican army was delayed four days. Oh, and experts say Davy Crockett and the gang were probably preparing to leave in advance of the attack anyway because they had been warned well beforehand. They just got caught by surprise. <laughs> That's kind of um, disturbing, Cliff, all of that uh, <laughs> history you just gave when us. You, when you say legend has it, yeah, it's legend. <laughs> well, history is usually written by the winners, that's for sure. Well, that's true. <laughs> Unfortunately, at some point in time. You yes. know, Cliff, I was uh, really surprised when you said they uh, take off their hats when they get on the grounds. Oh, well, when you go into the Alamo, there's a sign, and there's a park ranger there who will tell you to take your hat off. Now, have you actually been to the Alamo? Yes. You've seen this done? Yes. I thought I cowboys only took their hat off for one, for one reason, <laughs> well, and that's when... to go to sleep. <laughs> so, actually, two reasons. So you... One of, yeah. So you're saying that the cowboys actually take their hats off when they get there? Yes. If you're a Texan and wow. you walk into the Alamo... That hat's coming off. Okay. And if you're a tourist and you don't take your hat off, someone will take it off for you. Cliff, you have stunned me this morning with your Alamo story. <laughs> I'm going to say that. I, the entire time Jason Aldean was singing, that's yeah. all I could think about is the <laughs> movie I watched with John Wayne is yeah. a lie, isn't well, it? it? was, you know, enhanced for entertainment purposes. <laughs> I guess the movie doesn't look as good whenever half the people are running away in fear. No, that's see, that's not the same. That's not the same kind of. <laughs> that's not the same kind of movie. <laughs> that does make a difference in the storyline there. I guess yes. that famous singer guy that makes knives wasn't there after all wait, either. Wait, Is that wait, true? What, you, what? 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 Who? What are you talking about? Ah, that. What's his name? Uh, David. David Bowie. Yes, he wasn't even there <laughs> no. either, was he? No, he was English. <laughs> <laughs> see, they've lied again. Yeah. See, you're probably, <sighs> but you're probably thinking about um, Jim Bowie who was a, an American pioneer who died at the Alamo. So he was and there. He was there. He did invent the Bowie knife, and he probably used some of his riches gained as being a prominent slave trader to invent the knife. <laughs> but he didn't sing. No, he, he didn't. I don't know if he sang or not, but he was not, you know, a rock singer. No. Well, I've got to get my Alamo history yeah. lined up you, here. Well, you, there's a lot of history you need to work on. I'm going to have to work on this <laughs> I was one. Gonna say. You know, Cliff, I've been thinking a lot and way more than I wanted to this morning about the Alamo. <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm thinking, since the whole movie was just a big fake, why don't they just have the Mexican army ride up on unicorns? That would have been a nice little <laughs> <I> touch. Mean, <laughs> it's as true as anything else in the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Here they come on unicorns. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense to me. I, I'm, assume, I'm assuming there's some kind of a delicate balance. You know, you're, and here's the, what, what always comes to mind. You remember the movie Tora, Tora, Tora? I heard of it, but I never saw it. You've never seen that? No, I've heard of it. Well, it's it's a film uh, probably made in the 1960s about the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. And um, there are some liberties taken. Um, 1970s when it was made. There were some liberties taken in telling the story, but... In middle school, the uh, the Mrs. Longabaugh, who was my social studies teacher, when we talked about that in class, she said that when she sat and watched it with her husband, he was upset that the Americans didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't take that big of a liberty on it, Cliff. Yeah, see, that's exactly right. You know. <laughs> But they could have threw in a unicorn or two in the they Alamo. Could have, they yes. could have. Nobody yeah. would have even paid attention. Little glitter flying off of it whenever it yep. you know strides. Exactly. I'm thinking, Cliff, yep. of a trailer. You know, the movie theater. Oh yeah, like the preview thing. Yeah. Yes. The the perfect one, I think, for the yeah. Alamo. And I can't do it like the you know the big voice guys do. Yeah. But yeah. you know, you get the guy with the big deep voice there. It would sound something like. <laughs> They came here to protect the future of Texas and left running like little girls screaming on a Monday. <laughs> Hear Davy Crockett say, I meant to leave yesterday. Can I have a mulligan? Can I have a mulligan? Cliff? Yes? Did you see my text that I sent you? Yes. Is that a lie, too? <laughs> also a lie, yes. Abraham Lincoln never went to the Alamo. On a campaign stop for Henry Clay. No, that was, he went to the log in, <laughs> not the Alamo. Did he? Did he really yes. go to the log in? I don't. That's what I'm saying. Nobody knows now. <laughs> I guess history's up for grabs, it? Isn't is it is kind of up for grabs this morning, Cliff. Everything I know, I don't know now. Thank you, Cliff, for that. I do know this. <laughs> the folks in Green Bay, Wisconsin are getting a little yeah. irritated with their quarterback up there. I've been following oh, this a little bit. Well, okay. you know, Aaron Rodgers, most valuable player last year. Yeah. Hasn't arrived in many camp. So he's having kind of a um, contract dispute kind of a thing? Kind of, yes. Um, says yep. he really doesn't want to play for the Packers anymore. And the folks up in Wisconsin are, um, well, they're irritated. His popularity with those people is down around salad level. And that's pretty <laughs> low for a Wisconsin. <laughs> Is that not true, Cliff? No, that's absolutely right. And I remember another MVP years and years ago Yeah, that he had a little holdout, and he thought he was going to make it good, and he ended up doing yeah. pantyhose commercials, and we don't want to see Aaron Rodgers in that. No. no, we've already seen a quarterback in pantyhose. Once was enough. We now some exciting news from the world of medicine that could prove valuable on this program. Mental health is, of course, a big deal now, especially as the pandemic winds down. An event that has a lot of adverse effects on a lot of people. Depression is a real deal. And while some may seek a therapist to aid in behavior modification, others will get a prescription pill that can help with the brain's chemical activity. But for a few, those don't work either, leaving the patient with a debilitating condition. 
There is a tried-and-true drug that's been used by years. Doctors have been treating limited drug-resistant patients with it and have gotten success, but at the dosage level that had been used, there have been negative side effects. Now, a study published a few days ago in Science Translational Medicine shows the cutting the dosage in half still provides nearly all the healthy benefits, but with a quarter of the side effects. The procedure, taken about every two weeks, is for those patients to go to the doctor's office and have a breathing session with 25% nitrous oxide gas, otherwise known as laughing gas. Weed, I'd like to challenge you to go into your, your laboratory with your white coat and safety glasses this weekend and come up with a way that we can pipe laughing gas out of radios around the area to the listeners, thus making the program both less depressing and more entertaining. I'm with you there, Cliff. I wish I could come up with that. I've been working on that in a secret <laughs> for years. Well, now we know it works. You just have to figure it out. Figure out how to get it to shoot through your speakers. Yes. That sounds kind of strange, doesn't it? Shoot it through your speakers. Shoot through your speakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read just a few minutes ago, Cliff, a 94-year-old great-grandmother yeah. just received her diploma from Hazel Green High School in Alabama. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. That's cool. That is cool. 94. And I got to thinking when I was reading that, if I didn't have, yeah. a, if I didn't have a high school education, yeah. and I was 94 and got that education finally, I was thinking of the job offers that I would be given, Cliff, at the age of 94. <laughs> I'm afraid my job offer would be yeah. from heaven. That would be my job <laughs> offer. We got a job for you. Come on. <laughs> at least I hope it's heaven. That's what I hope I would well, be going. Yeah, yes. You got a point there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't want the other job. I'm wondering, Cliff, I think the doctor could take out my appendix since it doesn't do anything anyway and put in a little air conditioner for me there for the for the Just summertime. Like a, like a little compressor unit yeah. tacked onto the end of your colon. Yeah, well, yes. Just something to give me a little um, quick. Maybe you don't want it on the end of your colon because we know where that is. Well, yeah, so. yeah, we don't want that. But, yeah, that wouldn't where, be a bad idea. Where it idea. makes that turn at. That's the where you want to go. That's where I want my AC unit, right at the turn. <laughs> it's time now for Take It to the Bank. We talked okay. this morning, Cliff, about Texas a little bit and yes. the Alamo. And the uh, the story that's been taught in history classes in public schools all around is not exactly what took place when the Alamo went down. But one thing I know for certain, because you have actually been there, yes. the state of Texas is gigantic in size. You're at, No, you're absolutely right. And this take it to the bank is going to... Maybe help explain to all of us okay. just how big it is. Okay. To have the same population density of New York City, mm -hmm. and New York City's population density is around 27,000 people per square mile. Okay. To get to that number, Cliff, per mile in Texas, every single person in the world would have to live in the state of Texas. <laughs> that's how big that is. Yeah. And that's not even the biggest state. So I can't imagine no. what Alaska would be. Well, and you know, the thing, I remember, this is one of those things, it's like, I'll never forget that. Um, I was driving the moving van from Nashville, Tennessee, to Houston, Texas. And it seemed like forever until we got to the border where we cross from Louisiana on Interstate 10 over into Texas. 
and the very first thing that they uh, the sign, welcome to Texas, and then it gives you know miles to watch and such and so forth, and uh, the number of miles from the bo- the eastern border with Louisiana to El Paso was farther than I just drove all the way from Nashville. <laughs> Cliff, was there anything said today? Yes, there was, and one of them was a private message you sent to me just moments ago. So let's just cover that first. Most people know by now we're not in the same spot. We send text messages back and forth on a little chat window that we have and to tell us so that we know what's coming up and whatnot. You just messaged me, things said after I lose my mind. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the name of the song. But I did send that. Yes, I did. I hope you can hold on until 10. (laughs) Well, I got six minutes. (laughs) All right. Okay, so uh, let's start with number three. Y'all chill. I'm just intoxicated. (laughs) There you go. Number two. You're probably eating a horse. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today. I meant to leave yesterday. Can I have a mulligan? (laughs) (laughs) I've had mornings on this program like that. That's right. Can I have a mulligan? If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.